Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School, second hour. I just found a clip, a picture, and a video clip of something that happened, and I know people don't really care about track and field, but guess what I do? Steeple Chase was happening. Also, by the way, welcome back to Old School, 93.7 TicketFM.com. DP, Jay Foreman here. Uh, I'm Rico. I'm just here to talk words a little bit sometimes. Uh, Cameraman was just in the in the middle of the track in the in lanes one and two for the steeplechase recording something else but it was during the race and uh the the group of people had to split around him this is the world championships what do you what kind of cameraman worth his own salt is gonna stand in the middle of a track during the race like what are you doing he's a brave soul he, maybe he wanted to get that. You know how they you, you got the camera all the way up until somebody runs you over? Mm-hmm. That's it. He was facing the wrong way. So, I mean, he was recording something else. I don't know what he was recording. I don't know. His wife packed up and moved moved out when she saw that. Can't be associated with this. No, sir. Like that, that's the... That's the rule of cameras and video and media. Don't get in the way. Of you the, definitely got to like kidney punch him when you when you ride by or run by, right? You no, he would have got he would have got run him over. He would have got the spot. My bad, I didn't see you. Yeah, like I'm not gonna win yeah. the race, but I'm gonna make sure this. Dude I didn't knows. expect you to be out here, man. My bad, I was focused on the race. I yeah. didn't know that you. were. I would have AJ <laughs> Dillon this dude. I would have AJ Dillon him. Yeah. I would have knocked the camera uh, out of it. Like right, yeah. like I, yeah, and your little camera's broke. Full full spear, full spear. Just go Roman Reigns and just. Right to the you can right. Do Randy Orton, if you ain't gonna lose, if you in last place, oh, you might yeah. as well just say bump Ooh. it. Oh, you get in front of him, yeah. Just yeah, if you do Randy Orton, got him. Yeah. Well, you stand there, but you got to hit the post first, like yeah. to let him know it's coming. Yeah. Let everybody know you're kind of slowing down. And you're getting, you're getting in there, <laughs> and then you just you, you mess around. You right. mess around, be on all the shows after that. Like, well, he's what gonna made be. You do it? He's gonna be on the shows. No, anyway. I'm talking about if you're the guy that Randy Orton. Oh, oh. the last dude. Yeah, he's right. If I'm in last, first you, of all, I'm not gonna win. First of all, I still I. I, I can't get this comic out of my head, but he talks about it. He thinks of all the training that you do, right, that at, you go to Olympics or World Championships or whatever. There's all the training that you do. That if I'm in last place, I'm going to do something exceptional. Like, I'm not going to train like a madman and be the best in my region and then get to the World Championships or Olympics and finish last and then go, I'm just going to finish last. No, I'm going to do something exceptional. Now, if that camera dude got on, on the track, you're right. I would have moonwalked around him. I would have Billy, Billy Jack kicked him in the, in the head. <laughs> like, you've got to do something. Yeah, you got to do something. You've got to do Because then you would be the winner anyways. Yep. I, take your shot. You'd be the Oregon, Oregon of uh, track, like in football. Like, everybody thinks they're a national champion. They ain't won nothing. I, I mean, there's a there's a really you know popular uh, snap right now, a nice picture from the the hundred meter, the men's after they finish, you know they're going around the curve. Um, I want to say 
I don't remember who it was. I'm not even going to try. But he, he, one of the cameramen was filming something else. And I mean, he's not in the way. He's on the curve after the yeah. 100. Jumped over him, put his hands on his shoulder and jumped yeah. over him. Yeah. yeah. He, the yeah. cameraman like fell down. And there's like just a picture of him like falling and the guy jumping over him. And he quotes to it. He goes, I got to apologize to this man. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And shout out, as I said that, shout out to, to our friend, uh, Axelina Johansson from Nebraska uh, Track who went to the world championships, qualified for world championships, uh, threw her career best over 60 feet. Made the finals. Made the finals. And I was talking about she was one of the 12 that made it, but she she finished 12. She's a freshman at the University of Nebraska who is the number 12 shot putter in the world. No big deal. In the world. So, um, and then shout out as well. Um, we have great listeners. I've said it a hundred times. I'll keep saying it. Um, we had three different listeners come and make contributions that we can provide things for our student athletes. Bravo to that. Bravo to you guys for contributing and helping make it, it, it great. Right. Like, like you guys phenomenal to do what you do to just it's you know, great. Just to leave Fantastic. contributions so that we can go do things for them. We can do little things for them. Um, Listeners are stupendous, right? Like okay. it, it just—it's good stuff. It's—it's it's part of why we moved to Lincoln because we—we we were told that this is what happens, right? This is it. This is what happens when you're in Lincoln. Yeah, we like, love the listeners. Stupendous. <laughs> Muy okay, when I'm at High V, yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with you dapping up. When I, when I'm at the mall, Dicks or something, basketball game, it's cool. Don't you, come to my listen house here. You come in my driveway again. All right. You understand what well, I'm not watching call it? Mm. I can promise you, we gonna end up on Instagram, and I got plenty <laughs> of ring, I got cameras and everything. I'm not playing no games. I'm nice as they come. You have man. to tell the story. Yeah, you what, have to tell. what happened? I'm you nice have, as they come, the man. Story. I'm telling you, my dad always taught me. I'm, I'll never forget this. I would never forget this. It was actually when the Vikings traded for Herschel Walker, and <laughs> there is a video of me jumping. Well, no, no. So the Vikings traded for Herschel Walker. I was young, and I just kind of just was getting into Minnesota. And I remember asking my dad once, like, we'd be out somewhere. So we'd always go and, like, when I would have a basketball tournament, you know, we go get a haircut. Or, you know, he'd take me out and get a haircut. We'd go do something. But everybody always was coming up to him. I was like, Dad, I was like, dad man, do you, don't you, do you like that? Do you, you know, like, why do you sign so many autographs? Why are you so nice? To, you know, I'm just – yeah, because well, you know you can tell like me and him or we you know like my aunt or uncles would be in town, and then it wasn't just one autograph. It ended up being thirty forty minutes, and he was like, "Look, man, he's like, you always be cordial and nice to people. It's better to have people that want your autograph or want to talk to you versus if not. Mm-hmm. He's always be respectful. Mm-hmm. He's like, but make sure that they never." He's like, always just have a line of respect. So for me, you know, I always kind of, you know, my dad set the precedent, you know, being around like a mod Rashad and, and those guys. So I was able to see how all they, they always interacted and being a ball boy to seeing how, you know, those guys did it. So yesterday, you know, uh, at home, just kind of clean out the garage or whatever. And I was talking to my friend, uh, Sean Bryson, who I played with in Buffalo, who played at Tennessee who's, you know, he was down with his daughters, I think, in Asheville before he goes, you know, because he does a lot of stuff with Tennessee. He does TV and radio, and then he does some stuff with, you know, he helps with the running backs and stuff. So we're just talking. We talk all the time, but we're just, you know, just chopping it up. So 
you know, sometimes you're just kind of like just, you know, I'm just talking to Sean, moving stuff in and out. And, you know, from the time that I opened the garage and maybe was bringing out something, there was a guy standing in my driveway. So my first thing was just like, I was like, can I help you? Like, <laughs> like you're not delivering mail or nothing, you know, or whatever. And he did say, hey, look, I, you know, I know you're on the radio every once in a while. I enjoy listening to you. And then he started talking about he's a Bears fan with my dad and all that. But, like, I was like, look, dude. Um, not at the crib. Not at the crib. That's cool and all. I said, I'm not, you know, like, I got a daughter. I got, I got, this, this, this too, like, you and, like, literally was in my, like, standing next to my car. And I don't even know how he even, like, where he came, you know, some, like, I don't ever get out and, like, canvas the place and stuff like that. You know, my neighborhood's, you know, we're, we're not in a gated community. We're, just, you know, kids running around everywhere. So everybody kind of look out for everybody's kids and stuff. And it's just like 1030, like 1045, you just, you in my driveway? Like, you know what I'm saying? Did did they explain why they were there? No, nah, because after that, I just turned around and left. I was like, look, man, this, this is, that you know, I get it's it. Too it, much. It's, it's too, too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's it was like, much. you know, and and who knows if he just, the coincidence was like walking by, but, you know, like, but most of, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the fans out there, Husker fans, they're more than respectful. And some of them, you know that they want to talk to you or whatever, and then they're kind of like don't want to breach that stuff. But some are, you know, some are just bold with it. It, it it's it's this. This is why I say because I I don't I'm a stranger in a strange land still. And I said to people, listen, if you see me on the street, hit, hit, say what's up, DP, and then offer me a fist bump that lets me know your 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 friend, not foe. Sure. Right. That lets me know, hey, DP. I, I come in peace and so I do that. But because I'm, I live in the Haymarket, like I run into people all the time. Right, right. And then it's the matter in which you approach. Right, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. Right, because if we yeah. just on the street, and again, you know, so I could be talking to Becky and yeah. somebody will come up and I'm going, okay, pause. Like you got to like re respect the space. But I, like I said, the, when you start telling the story, I'm like, oh man, somebody walked up in Jay's driveway. That is not going to be, right. that's yeah, not going to, that's not going to end well uh, for anybody. So yeah, I just didn't like it just because of. No, you. it needs to know. be said. It needs to be said. I boundaries, but you know what? To be honest with you, like I said, 99.9% .9 of the people more than are respectful of the boundaries or whatever. Just, you know, the, the odd person is just like uh, the odd person. But it definitely was odd. It it was – and, again, I, I had to say it because, um, like, Dan Swanson from Canopy, Market, Canopy Street Market, they hook up the student-athletes, right. right? They don't have to do that. Right. Um, but out of, out of their goodness and resources – uh, they hook them up with meals. Like they have the like, if, and if you haven't been a Canopy Street Market, you need to do it. You need to get over there because it's it's a corner store that has it's got a little deli. Sure. It's got they do a ton of prep meals that day. Right. Like meals that are hot meals, or you can get meals that are pre cooked and they're and you can just take them take and them and heat them up heat them or whatever. Up. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, beverages, adult beverages, regular beverages. They've got the full. You can go. They've got their deli store. Uh, you can go and get steaks. You can go get whatever you want, right? And it, and it, and it's good. But they made a point to make sure that the student athletes who do, who are on air and do shows, reap some benefit for sure. it. Uh, the same for Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, where they've set it up so that 
the folks from the ticket can go by and and and, and get fed. Right. Uh, Jay, you need to get by there. As a matter of fact. Yeah, I know. You need yeah. to get by there. <laughs> Rico, have you gone by yet? I have not gone by yet, and um, I actually mm-hmm. might do that today or tomorrow. Because tomorrow's better. We took the kiddo. Well, Rachel dropped the kiddos off to the same with Grandpa and Grandma for the rest of the week. So we can actually oh, woke, up, wait, woke wait, up this morning wait. and I was like, there's like no kids here. It's super quiet. Like we were sitting sitting in the house yesterday. I go, it is so quiet right now. Like, wait what a is, minute. What, what is, is happening? What is going on? And and it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I kind of so miss the noise. They're, they're closed Monday and Tuesday. Okay. But they open Wednesday at, from 11 to 2 and then 4 to 9. There you okay. go. So I think he's going to call in tomorrow. Um, I need to call him and yell at him, but he needs to bring us some, some food. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. We'll have a little little date night. We'll head out to Mary Ellen's tomorrow. Okay, okay. but I again, I wanted to say thanks because we again we had several listeners who did that, and we had several listeners who dropped by and they just made contributions and it allows us to go and do some other things for a student for the student athletes. Um, and no matter what the student athletes have, it's it's always good to be able to offer more. So thank you guys for doing what you do for us and for them. It's it it is uh, appreciated. Um, Jay, I asked you yesterday if you would give us a breakdown, give us a scouting report on Northwestern. From yeah. your vantage, what what can be expected? Uh, Northwestern's always going to Northwestern. So, uh, you know, for them, they, they, they probably feel that Ryan Helinski, you know, in his second year is going to take a big jump. So he's going to be like a, you know, steady Northwestern quarterback that will be able to kind of control the tempo, make the throws that they like to make. Um and, you know, look, they got – they feel like they got a decent quarterback in him. Uh, they feel like they got two running backs in uh, Evan Hall and Cam Porter. Uh, Evan Hall, you know, he rushed for over a G last year. So, that's – He was tough. That's pretty phenomenal considering, you know, how many games they they kind of, you know, obviously lost. They got one receiver, Malik Washington. Um, and then they have a really, really good offensive uh, lineman in uh, left tackle. And Peter Skoronsky, who's been starting as a true freshman, he's kind of just a guy that's been really gifted and is very, very dominant. Um, and so Northwestern, they're gonna, they're a very, you know, old team in the sense of you know juniors and seniors uh, all across the board. Not a lot of transfers, obviously. Um, so they're gonna kind of try to come out and be physical and be Northwestern, go back to the basics. Um, they, they, one of the big things that they have been saying that they want to get better on third down. So what that lets me know is they're going to try to, you know, lean a little bit more heavy on the running attack quarterback with like high percentage throws and scheme against defensive weaknesses, you know, game in and game out. It'd be interesting to see, you know, with the senior and the junior tight end, um, Charlie, uh, Mangieri and Marshall, Marshall Lang how they try to maybe input them into their offense because that's the best way. If you want to try to, you know, increase your third down percentage, heck, even try to run the ball a little bit more. If you got two tight ends that are physical that can do some things, move, H-back, you know, on the ball, off the ball, maybe H-back extended, you know, motion, it can give you some personnel flexibility. But then if they can kind of get, say, like 40 catches in between both of them, that makes the quarterback play better, and then they're running it back. So it'll be interesting to see what they do besides Malik Washington because if I'm Nebraska, I'm focusing on Malik Washington and ganging up against the run until you show me different and prove different. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. So even though it's the first game to where Northwestern maybe have been game planning for Nebraska all offseason, at the end of the day, this is your veteran and somewhat productive personnel coming back. 
We feel very comfortable up front and against the run game how we should do well. So this is what we should be focusing on, and that's a, and that's a good way to, you know, really, really take away any, like, coverage bust or anything like that, schematic. Okay, look, just – we could – I mean, this is not being, like, overly cocky or whatever, but this is just being extremely confident. I would say, look, this is – we can come in and just run two or three coverages, four or five fronts, and just make it continuity – dime nickel special packages and let's roll we're better than them okay so i'm taking any guesswork out of it okay you him win you him win okay malik washington starts getting up we'll just put a safety over top now we want you to play inside and under and then we're going to try to be even more aggressive there but just because we're rolling maybe a safety or help over here that doesn't mean that you don't win i'm expecting you to win i'm expecting you to be able to cover one-on-one so, offensively, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to be, again, physical. I'd assume third and short, they're going to go left side. I would since you got go a pretty – Go to your thumper. Yeah, you know, first you know, first through third round pick. And then defensively, um, which is interesting here, you know, they lose a top three round safety to Notre Dame. But they have a pretty good uh, pass rusher. I won't even try to – pronounce his name is called double a you know he had five sacks last year then they have three transfers in there so now you're thinking out of a worry that's what it yeah is. so double <laughs> a right yep. and uh so you got three transfers in there and they're starters now they're gonna have to hit on at least two of those mm-hmm. so if they hit on two of those then their defense is back where northwestern is because they have a bell cow in the middle and gallagher essentially mm-hmm. right after fisher and then they have three starters back on defense but they lose the really really good one um, you know, to Notre Dame. So what they're going to – coverage-wise, they feel like they should be good. You took our lumps last year. We know what the mistakes are. We know what we got destroyed on last year. So they're thinking, okay, this beat us last year. Nebraska isn't going to say, okay, we just beat you with this last year. Eventually, they're going to try us on it. So let's focus and let's not give up any big plays or, or bust that we busted last year, whatever their problem was. And then let's do what we do. We got to be they they again. They have to be better on third down. They that's what they said. So the, what they're trying to do, essentially, what I'm assuming they're trying to do, be more efficient on offense, and then really be more efficient on defense as far as not giving up big plays. The problem on defense for Northwestern last year, they were giving up more yards in the run game that they have in the last five years, which then made them really really ripe for the picking for explosive uh, pass plays. So what they're going to try to do, fix the run defense, which will then fix their pass defense. Can, can they fix it with well, – you talk about the three, three of the four position players up front. Like they've got a bit of the Nebraska issue. They've got three – they've got to replace three guys up front. Yeah. Well, they can if if they're – you know, two of the three guys are what they thought they would be mm-hmm. and the guys behind them are still pushing them because you got two seniors and two juniors on the second string. And three, three, tra- so they did but three transfers. Three transfer starters for North Northwestern up front defensively. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot in place, right? Yeah. That's a lot in place. So let's throw it a break because I want to get further into it. Uh, matchups make everything. I, like, I mean, the matchups are good. Yeah, so Should we'll be. we'll we'll talk about some of those matchups with Jay Foreman when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.